episode 20. Hi, I'm Stephanie Cicerelli, and you're listening to Vox Talk, the industry-leading voiceover podcast. Ellie Hirschman and Colin Campbell are joining us today. Before those two gentlemen take the stage, let's jump into the news. The Loop, informing you of news and current voiceover events. Will the wrath of the Spanish-speaking Simpsons voice actors thwart a Spanish dubbing of the Simpsons movie? Sources say that the voice actors who give voice to the Simpsons cartoons in Spanish are threatening to boycott the Simpsons movie. If you remember, these were the same talent who were dissatisfied with the status of their pay going back to issues that rocked the Simpsons boat in 2005. Will the statements of Gabrielle Chavez, who provides the Spanish voice of Mr. Burns, stop the movie from being recorded in Spanish? Visit Cinematical.com for more information. Are you in need of a laugh? A little while ago, a number of Canadian comedians headed to the Kandahar airfield in Afghanistan to encourage the Canadian troops and deliver some much-appreciated fits of giggles. Since then, the footage has been edited and will air on the CBC on Wednesday, March 14th at 8pm, hosted by Sean Majumder of This Hour Has 22 Minutes fame. To learn more and watch some clips from the program, visit cbc.ca slash standupincandahar. To wrap up, there were funny things going on in the heavens on Sunday night, witnessed by people in southwestern Ontario and as far as Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A bolide, or meteorite, was confirmed sighted between 8 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, blazing across the sky, burning up before our eyes, complete with a tail. I happened to see this firsthand at 8 p.m. while driving west toward London from Hamilton, just outside of Brantford city limits. Wonder what other people were thinking at the time? Check out the article in the Toronto Star at thestar.com. The Biz, helping you grow your voiceover business. Today in The Biz, Ellie Hirschman discusses how his voice acting group uses Skype to rehearse for their productions. Hi, this is Ellie Hirschman. I work with a group called Darker Projects. You may be familiar with our work. We produce some of the finest audio fiction to be found on the internet. And we are an internet-based group, which means we don't have any one central location where we produce our audio. We have writers, actors, producers, post-producers, directors, and composers from uh, every corner of the globe. Our head of post-production lives in Arizona. Our head of production lives in upstate New York. Our uh, executive producer lives out in Portland, Oregon. Some of our composers are in uh, Australia, New Zealand, and our actors are from all countries. So we have a very unique challenge in front of us. How do we get our actors to collaborate and produce something consistent and coherent? How do we get everybody on the same page? We've explored the avenue of using Skype as kind of a roundtable discussion forum. We've all chatted, we've all emailed, but when you hear somebody's voice and you can respond immediately um, and you can hear the inflection in someone's voice, it's a much different experience than just exchanging a couple of emails or IMs. So we have used Skype, uh, mostly among the producers and directors of us, to kind of hash things out, talk about our plans, uh, get some feedback, and it is very helpful because it's instant gratification. We've also entertained the idea of having our talent all sign on to Skype at the same time or Ventrilo, or TeamSpeak, or one of those other voice chat programs, and just 
with script in hand, have everybody read their parts, not for any kind of production purpose, but as a rehearsal, as a live, uh, again, the feedback that one actor would get from the other to see how the lines would play off of each other. I think it could be an invaluable resource. I think all audio production companies could benefit from this approach. I think our productions speak for themselves and are a testament to this kind of collaboration. So come check our stuff out at darkerprojects.com. I really appreciate your story, Ellie. Thank you for sending it in. Tech Talk, walking you through the technological landscape. And now here's a great segment from Colin Campbell of AffordableAnnouncer.com. I have my first request. What is this compression you're talking about? Well, in order to understand audio compression and dynamics processing, you almost have to understand a lot of technicalities of audio in the first place. You almost have to know the terms like decibel and threshold and gate. There, there's a lot there. But let me try to narrow it down for the layperson. Basically, what compression or dynamics processing does is make you sound louder within a given space. You know, you make these MP3s, and you try to keep your level to a certain point because you can only go so far, and after that it sounds bad, it distorts, it clips. So you only have so much room to work with. So what compression does is it tries to push more of that volume that's in that file up against the higher end to make the total effect sound louder. Now, in order to do that, you have a couple of things. The first thing is you have a threshold. A threshold is a point in the volume level above which you're going to compress the audio to make it fatter. And then a lot of times, in the case of my mic processor, below that threshold you do what's called downward expansion. Expansion is the opposite of compression. Expansion makes quiet sounds quieter. Compression makes loud sounds louder. That's a little bit simplified, and I know there are going to be some techies out there saying, yeah, you're not explaining it right. But those are people that understand all of the, the, the technicalities behind it. I'm just trying to give a layperson a general understanding of what it is. What it is is to make your voice fatter and apparently louder. And I say apparently because it's a perception because you're taking mid-range volume levels and raising them up against the top end to make your voice fatter, and in my case, simultaneously, downward expanding quiet sounds to be quieter, to reduce breaths, background noise, whatever is undesirable in the signal. Compression basically enhances the, the loud, what I call ballsy sounds, up against the top, and then downward expands the undesirable quiet sounds and makes them low and lower and less less apparent. On my mic processor, I have three knobs that are involved with this process of compression and downward expansion. I have the downward expansion, how much of it. I have the threshold, and that is the dividing line between expansion and compression. Above the threshold, you have the compression ratio. The compression ratio is how much you're going to squeeze the available sound above that volume threshold to make it compress and be fat and be loud. And again, it's a perception, a perceived loudness. It's not really louder. There's just more of the signal pushed up against the top 
to make it feel and sound louder. Well, that's the best I can do. If anybody has any specific questions, I don't know your various technical levels, you can ask me. I mean, there is so much to talk about when it comes to dynamics processing. Just remember this. Dynamics processing is affecting the sound of, of your voice in such a way, or whatever recording you have, in such a way that it sounds apparently louder than it really is. And it also can attempt, if your setup is correct, to cut down on any undesirable lower noise levels or breaths or undesirable signals that might uh, creep in there. I know there are a lot of people on here who are not going to like this description. I did the best I could. Uh, it's very technical, and uh, I'm just trying to help. So thanks. Bye. Thank you, Colin. That was a really great segment. If you have any comments or questions for Colin, maybe something you'd like to see him cover on the show, you can always email him from his Voices.com page at colincam.voices.com or at affordableannouncer.com. VoxBox, answering your voiceover questions. Last week, I mentioned on the Vox Daily blog that I'd be writing an article about the Australian English dialect. If you are an Australian voice talent and would like to contribute to the article on your accent, send me an email at stephanieatvoices.com. We'd love to hear from all the Aussies out there to make sure that this is the best article and why people should hire Australian voice talent on the internet. That's all for today's show. If you have something you'd like to say in the VoxBox segment, or perhaps you've got something for the biz or tech talk, send your MP3 files to be featured on the podcast to media at voices.com. I'm your host, Stephanie Cicerelli. We'll see you on Thursday.